He's always here all the time anyway, right? Only present. All the kids can go to classes. I want to talk to you today about you can't see what's yours. You can't see what you already possess. Right? You can't see what's yours. So how many of y'all know that when Jesus died on the cross, he paid for our salvation? Amen. Amen. We can all agree on that. He paid for our salvation. He paid to reconcile a relationship that he wasn't at fault in breaking that relationship apart. Jesus paid for that right there when he died on the throne, right? So, so that we could go boldly to the throne room of God, the Bible says. He, he paid that we could be adopted into the, grafted into to, to the family as sons and as daughters. Think about just that right there. If we don't go any further today, you're a son of God. Amen. You're a daughter of God. Amen. The King of kings, the Lord of lords, the man who spoke everything into existence, you're his son. You're his daughter. Amen. I don't think we really get that. I don't think we really. I don't. I don't think we can even wrap our head around just that right there. If we don't go any further today, but how many know that he also paid for that salvation? But he also paid for our healing. Right. It says by his stripes he was. By his stripes we are healed. We were healed. He already paid for the healing, right? He paid for us to have our authority back. He paid for us to be blessed. Amen. Amen. He paid for our provision. He paid for everything that we're ever going to need while we're on this earth. Amen. Amen. God paved the way for all of it. You can't see how God operates, though. We can't see it. It takes faith. Right? We can't see how God operates. It requires faith, and faith requires a relationship. I thought Brother Stephen stepped all around this message this morning when he was talking about the Sunday school lesson. In, in Hebrews 11 and 3, Hebrews 11 and 3, and you all know many of these scriptures. Many of them are very, very familiar to us, right? But it takes a relationship to get into this faith, to be able to tap into those things that are already provided for us. And you all say, I already know this. I've already heard all this before, preacher. If that's your attitude, you won't get anything out of this today. I've heard it before, too. How many, how many churches can you go to this morning that preaching something new? If you are, you better check yourself. Because the Bible's only so big, and it's all been preached before. But we can't exhaust the Word of God, so we can go over it, we can go over it, we can go over it again. right? And we can get something new out of it each time. And God gave me something new out of this this time. So, by faith... We understand that the worlds were framed by the word of God. God spoke, bang, came into existence. Just like that. God spoke and it came into existence. So the things that which are seen were not made of things which are visible. Or the King James would use the word there, do appear. The things which are made are were made were not made of things which do appear. You can't see where these things were coming from. You can't see what's yours. Right? I'm talking about in the spiritual realm. It's more real than the physical realm that we live in. More real than the things that you can see. More real than that job you go to. More real than that car you drive. More real than the seat you're sitting on. You've got more faith in that chair, most of us do, than in God Almighty Himself. Because you can lean yourself on that. You trust that chair is going to hold you when you sit down because you've got more of a relationship. Sometimes we have more relationship with furniture than we have with God. Think about it. It takes faith, and faith requires a relationship. So the world wasn't made out of anything that you could see. But God spoke and bam, it came into existence. Yeah. Right? And then he spoke in animals and then he spoke and then there was lightning. You all know the story. You've read it before. And it goes on to say in Hebrews 11 and 1 or before this, we're going to back up two verses. It says, by faith, or, or now faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. 
And this word right here, we know what faith is, right? It's what we believe. It's what we know to be a fact. No matter what it looks like, we know that God's word is a fact. Yeah. Amen? Amen? We can all agree on that this morning, right? So that's what our faith is in, right? So it's the substance. This word substance means that which, which has actual existence. So we believe that God's word has actual existence. Absolutely. Right? We believe that when we believe in these things and we release our words in our faith, our faith-filled words, that things are going to happen, right? right? We believe that 100%. So it's the substance of, of what has actual existence. That's what the word substance means. That which has actual existence. So these promises have actual existence. All the things in this book have actual actual existence of things hoped for, for the evidence, or of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. So this word evidence means a proof. That, this is in the Greek, a proof that, that by which a thing is proved or tested, right? So supernatural things are proved or tested through our faith, right? That's, that's the substance. The actual existence of the things in the supernatural come through our faith. By faith, it says. Now faith is the substance. So supernatural things are tested and proved to be true by your faith. Isn't that what it says? By your faith. Not by my faith, not by your neighbor's faith, by your faith. Right. Amen? Your faith proves what is true. Amen? Amen. Does that make sense? Amen. So here's an example. You want an example? Here's, what God, here's how God used it. God says in Genesis 1, 26, 28, it says, And God said, let us make man in our image, after our likeness, right? After, so we look like God, and we work like God, we operate like God, is what he's talking about there. And let them have dominion or authority over the fish of the sea and over the fowl of the air and over, and over the cattle and over all the earth and, and over every creeping thing that creepeth upon the earth. What do you think happened when God said that? Immediately. Immediately man had authority over everything on the earth, right? Amen? We agree on that? And 27 says, so God created man in his own image, and in the image of God created he him. Male and female created he them. He created both of them. Right? right? God created everything on the earth. He spoke everything to existence except man, and he took him out of a bunch of clay and, and formed him up and breathed into him, and muscles and tendons and bones. First, I believe, the lungs formed. He breathed into us and our nasal patches formed, and, 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 the, and the lungs formed, and, and the heart formed, and blood started pumping, and you get the picture. Out of a piece of this. this is what God did. And he made us like him. Did he not? Yeah. That's what it said, wasn't it? And 28 says, and God blessed them. You can't see what's yours. We can't see it. We operate out of faith. Right? We operate out of faith because his word says so. You can't see this blessing that God's already provided. You can't see the healing. You can't see your salvation. You've got to have faith to believe that you have salvation. And speak it with your mouth. You can believe it all day long, but until you speak it and ask God for forgiveness and, 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 and what's the Bible say? You have to believe. You have to believe that Jesus is the Son of God. Believe He died on the cross, right? Believe that God rose you from the dead. Believe He's coming back for you someday. Believe that you're a sinner and you need saved. You've got to believe all those things. But even the demons believe those things. You've got to confess it with your mouth. Just like God did here when He confessed with, He said, let there be light. Let there be the earth. All these things He did, right? And God blessed them. And God said... Under them be fruitful and multiply and replenish all the earth and subdue it and have dominion. Is that word again? Dominion or authority over the fish of the sea and over the fowl of the air and over everything that liveth, uh, that living that, that moveth on the earth, right? 
So the day that you were born, by this, by this group of verses right here, we can say, from the day that you're born again, not that you're born as a baby in the flesh, but from the day that you're born again, from the day you believe those things that it is discussed, and, and that you confess them with your mouth, from that day forward, every promise and every provision of God belongs to you. Right? Yeah. Can you see it? You can't see it in the natural. That's where our faith comes in. We've got to believe it. Right. I, I, I've been dealing with a young man lately, and we've been talking about salvation, and, and, he, and he can't wrap his head around it, so he's having a real hard time struggling with it. He, it's been going on for a few weeks. He struggles with it because he can't see it. I said it requires faith. It requires faith. Right. And faith, you have to have a relationship to have faith, right? Yeah. You can't see it. It requires your faith. Instead of building faith, though, we relate closer to the natural. Yeah. Brother Adam talked about this in Sunday school class this morning. As a physical being, we relate closer to the natural. Like, how can I get it? How can I provide for myself? What kind of job can I get? What kind of spouse can I land? Amen? What kind of doctor can I go see? I'm not saying there's anything wrong with having a job or having a doctor. You, you should have those things. God gave those doctors wisdom, and he, give, he, give, he gives Christians jobs so that we can do the things that we need to do. But he's the source. He's the source. He's the source, not a source, right? It's just like with your salvation. You can't, you can't get it on your own. You can't obtain your salvation on your own. Amen? We can't obtain true healing. We can't obtain that peace. We can't, we, we can't obtain all the provisions and all that God wants us to live in without our faith. Without Him. And we can't see it in the natural. It requires our faith. Yeah. Have I beat that horse long enough? Mm -hmm. Got, it. Got it? Okay. Jeremiah 29, 11 says this. And I'm going to read from the New, the, the new International Version, but the NET also says the same thing in this. It's worded the same way. It says the same thing as the King James. The New King James, the wording is a little bit different. And I thought it was great the way this one brought out. It says, For I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord. Plans to prosper you. Think about that right there. God's told them immediately. You all go do take over everything on the earth and you prosper and you multiply and you be fruitful. He has a plan to prosper us. He has a plan to prosper you. Right. Say that. God has a plan to prosper me. God has a plan to prosper. Can you see that? You can hear it, right? God has a plan to prosper me. God has if we just start speaking like that right there, God has a plan to prosper me. We can't see it in the natural yet sometimes. Right? We may be worried about the bill. We may be worried about finance. We may be, we may be worried about our health. Prosper doesn't, just doesn't mean money. But God has a plan to prosper me. It says so right here, Jeremiah 29, 11. And not, and not to harm you. Plans to give. See that word right there? Plans to give you a hope and a future. He wants to give us a hope and a future. Uh, give it to us like something we could never accomplish on our own. Right. Something we could never achieve on our own. God wants to give it to us. Right? It's already been bought and paid for. Already provided for us. We can't see it right now. It requires our faith. Amen? Amen. He, wants to have, he wants us to have it so bad that he sent his son to die on the cross for us to obtain it. Think about the love in that right there, right? If we think about that gift that way, right there, that Jesus came and died for this gift, I believe we place a, we place a higher priority on it. Amen? Does that make sense? We'd seek those gifts out. We'd seek those provisions out. We'd seek those things out. And he did it because he loves you. Because he loves you. I want you to get this today. It's not for a whole group of people. It was for a whole group of people. But it was for us each in, in individually. 
It was for you and for you and for you and for me and for you. He did this for each one of us. He did it because he loves you. Right? He put his son out there because he loves us. <clears throat> the enemy loves for people to admire what's there from afar off. Can't really see it in the physical, so we think about it and, and we think about, well, the word says this, so I know it's true, but, but we just admire it. We admire all of our provision, our healing, and our blessings. And we admire all these things, our authority, from afar off. The enemy enjoys that. He really loves it when we don't take part in what Jesus already came and paid for. What God's already provided us. Don't, don't admire healing. Don't admire miracles and prosperity from afar off. Don't do that. You're wasting what Jesus came and paid for. <laughs> get it. Instead of admiring it from afar off, get it. Get into it. Do your part. Develop your faith. Not my faith. Don't depend on the preacher's faith. Right. Don't depend on grandma's faith. Grandpa's faith. Whoever it may be, don't depend on their faith. Right. Don't, don't depend on the prayer chain. And I'm not saying it's a bad thing to call and pray with the prayer chain. We can agree and put our faith together. We can do mighty things like that. But you have to develop your faith. Amen. Just like I have to develop my faith, right? We have to develop our faith through your relationship. Amen. Each and every one of us have to have our own relationship. My wife tells our kids all the time, just because your dad's a preacher don't mean you get a free ticket to heaven. You've got to have your own relationship. Right. Adults, it's the same thing for you. You've got to have your own relationship. Right? right? Faith requires a relationship. <clears throat> Romans 10 and 17 says this. So then faith, we weren't talking about faith and what it is, right? It's the substance. It's the proof of what we believe in. So then faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. Now I've read that scripture probably a thousand times before. But let's look at it again, can we? Don't just skip over it because you've heard it before. So then faith cometh by hearing and hearing. So faith comes by hearing and 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 hearing, right? And it comes by the word of God. So what do we need to hear to have faith? The word of God, right? We can have faith in other things too if we want to hear them and hear them and hear them and hear them and hear them. But we know the Word of God is where our provision is at. We know the Word of God is where our promise is at. We know the Word of God is how we, how we have part of the relationship we have with God. Right. So we have to hear it. We have to hear it. We have to hear it. We have to read it. We have to hear it. We have to confess it. We've got to say it. We've got to speak it over our life. We've got to speak it over our marriages, over our finances, over our children's lives. And then hear it some more. Right. Yeah. Right. Amen? Because that faith comes by that Word of God. Right. It comes through that Word of God. Amen? The devil's going to attack you, though. When you start out in this thing, the devil's going to attack you. He's going to tell you lies. He's going to throw some symptoms at you. He's going to use people to come and tell you lies. And tell you different things that don't line up with the Word of God. And if you haven't been hearing and hearing and hearing and, and hearing the Word of God, if you haven't been confessing the Word of God over your life, then you're liable to believe the lies that he comes and tells you or that someone else comes and tells you. And you're going to believe those above what God's Word says. Now where's our faith at? He comes and does these things. Though. He tells these lies and throws symptoms around. And, and, and he uses people to dispute your faith. To get you out of faith and into your head. See, if he gets us thinking about something else besides what God's word is, he gets us in the mental arena. Let me tell you a little secret. If he gets you in the mental arena and he keeps you there, you lose. You lose. We've got to get him, we've got to drag him over into the spiritual arena. Where we have authority. Where we have the power. 
where the deck stacked in our favor. Amen? It's not the enemy that defeats us. Church, he can't defeat us. He's got nothing on us. We have authority over him. Right? We have authority over him. He's got nothing on us. He can't defeat us. What defeats Christians today is wrong thinking. We think wrong. We get so involved in the world, so tied up in everything else and how we're going to do it. And I, I think especially as a man, I, I try to figure everything out. Now I'm going to provide for my family and how I'm going to do this, I'm going to do that. And, and we get God out of the middle of it. We forget about the provision and the things he's already placed out there in front of us, right? It's wrong thinking. And then when you start to think wrong, what's the next thing that happens? You start to speak wrong. Your attitude gets bad, right? I preached a sermon one time called Stinking Thinking. When you're, at it, when, when you're thinking stinking, your words aren't going to be right. It's not going to be right at all. When we think wrong, we speak wrong. What did Jesus say? Speak to the mountain. Speak to the mountain. Now, if you have a mountain in front of you and you're thinking is stinking, what are you going to say to the mountain? What have we been saying to the mountain? We've got to get into that word and we've got to hear the word, hear the word, build our relationship up continuously. The stuff belongs to us. Do we really understand that? It's ours. Healing belongs to me. Healing belongs to each one of you. Provision belongs to each one of you. Everything that God's provided. It says he's no respecter of persons. So if he'll do it for Paul, surely he'd do it for me. Right? Or if he'd do it for James, surely he'd do it for me. He's no respecter of persons. But it's about the way we think. It's about the way we're, we're building our, 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 our fellowship with Him up. If we could only see what we have. Imagine that. If we could see what He's already provided for us. Boy, that'd be easy, wouldn't it? How would the church look different than the world? We'd all be blessed. We'd all have peace. We'd all have joy. Right? It wouldn't require faith if we could see it. Think about it. It wouldn't require our faith at all if we could see it. Sure. Everyone would have the promises of God. I want to read you one more scripture. Or actually, one more. We're going to talk about the one we went over. But it's, this is during the parable of the sower. It's Luke 8, 8 and 10. It says, And he, being Jesus, and Jesus said, To you it has been given to know the mysteries of the kingdom of God. He was talking to his disciples. Right? He's talking to his people. But the rest of the, but the rest is given in parables that seeing they may not see and hearing they may not understand. God's going to give these promises to his people. Mm-hmm. He wants the ones that are going to get in the word and dig in. Right. And dig in and hear it and hear it and hear it and read it. And come and pray and spend time with him and get to know him. Amen? Amen. It requires our faith though. If we could see it, it, would, it the whole world would have it. The whole, the whole world would be there. God's plan is for his people. All of his promises are for his people. That, that, in Jeremiah 29, 11, there we read at, I think my mic went dead. In Jeremiah 29, 11, there we read at, um, it won't pick up on that anyway before I finish this. Um, those plans to prosper you, the plans to, to, to give you hope and, and, and a future, that was for his people. Mm-hmm. It's not for the whole world. He made this place for Adam, Right? I almost said he made it for Adam and Eve, but if you read the Bible, he made Eve for Adam. Because he said it wasn't good for a man to be alone. He made all these things for his man, for, for the one that he came to fellowship, the one that he, get, that he got to know. So these promises are for us, right? He made this whole place for us to live in. 
He made he gave all this provision for his people. But we've got to get to the door. We've got to take our time and do those things though. Right. Because you can't see it. You can't see what's yours. And if we could, our faith wouldn't mean much. Right. Amen. Amen. If we could, let's go ahead and close the prayer. Father, we thank you for this day, Lord. We love you, Daddy. We just praise your mighty name, Lord. I pray that this word means something to somebody today, Lord. I know that I got something out of it, Father God. And I pray that you would touch your people today, Lord, and just remind us, Daddy, that, that we can't see what you've got in store for us, Father God. And, Lord, if we could, it wouldn't be as valuable to us, Father God, Lord. But you want to put these things, Lord. You want us to have a relationship with you, Lord. You want us to get in and dig, Lord, and, 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 and to push toward you and press toward you, Lord, Daddy. And your word says, Father, that if we'll draw an eye to you, you'll draw an eye to us. Father God. Lord, I pray that you would just put these seeds in us today, Father God, that would cause us to hunger and thirst for you, Lord, and the things of you, Father God. Lord, in these provisions, these blessings and things, Father God, Lord, I pray that you would continue to show them through into our lives, Lord. Lord, give these people a testimony, Father God. Give us a testimony, Father, of your glory, Lord, of your goodness, Father God, of your love, Daddy. And Lord, cause this to shine through into this world, Father God, that you get all the glory for it, Daddy. Lord, we pray these things to you in Jesus' name, Father. I pray that you would set a fire beneath us, Father God, that we would that that we would uh, have a fire, Lord, to want to grow our faith, Lord, to become closer to you, Father God, to become prayer warriors, Daddy, to become more spiritually mature, Father God, to be able to hear from our spirit, man, louder than we hear from our physical, man, Father. Lord, I pray this upon these people today, Daddy. In Jesus' name we pray these things, Father. Keep us safe spiritually. Keep us safe physically, mentally, Father God, financially, Lord. Lord, I pray that we protect marriages here on this day, Lord. Father, we pray these things to you in Jesus' name, Father. Amen.